Hello, wonderful listener. Welcome to the Radical Audacity Podcast. I am Tiffany Kane, your host, and I'm here today to talk to you about 22 hours. I'm not going to talk for 22 hours, but I had a realization yesterday, and the realization came around the number 22 hours. So I'm going to tell you that story today and talk about how this relates to the podcast, how it relates to you, and what it's going to be like going forward with Radical Audacity. Okay, so 22 hours. I actually went and got a massage yesterday at a massage therapy place that I have a membership to, that I pay monthly to be able to get an hour massage or an hour facial each month. And I used to be pretty darn good about going. I felt a little guilty about having this membership, but I was having a lot of back problems. Um, As many of you know, I fell and fractured my back and it caused a ton of issues. And so This was something that my physical therapist recommended that I get regular massages to help. And so I I considered it a a medical necessity, right? And then COVID hit and I still paid the membership, um, never canceled it after COVID, went once or twice. But then I just got so busy with my business that I have not gone to get a massage in about a year. And I went yesterday and asked (laughs) how much time, how many hours I had accrued. And she said, oh, you have 22 hours worth of services available. And it blew my mind. It blew my mind because it's very indicative of where I'm at right now and my... um, not prioritizing self-care, of looking at self-care as a luxury. And I, it really got me to thinking, how did I get to the point where I would pay for the massage? I would pay for the membership. It didn't even consider canceling it, but I wouldn't actually take the time to go. That somehow I felt like that was the luxury that I did not have time for. And I've been thinking about that a lot ever since. Like, what is going on with me? There's obviously a mental block here somewhere, right? Like, why would I pay for something, spend the money on something, and not go do it? Now, I know many of you are saying, hey, you know, I do that with my gym membership or whatever. I mean, we all have things we pay for and we don't go and actually do the thing. And it got me thinking, why do we do that? What is it about us being willing to pay for something like a gym membership or a massage membership or any other number of things that you pay for that you don't actually utilize? And I started thinking about myself and my background and the way I was raised. And this I don't know. This is my theory right now. And I'd love to hear from you. Does it resonate? Does it feel like perhaps this theory works for you? So my theory is that I was raised in my very strict, very patriarchal cult of a religion and raised to believe that I 
as myself, as Tiffany Kane, young woman, was not important, that it was the what I represented was important, right? It was my service to God. It was my subservience to my parents, my subservience to the elders in the congregation, my subservience to, <clears throat> if I ever got married, my husband, my ability to, you know, um, be a helpmate in a household, um, my ability to go out and proselytize and bring in new members of the religion, that was my value. But it wasn't really me as a person. And so we never, ever saw women in our communities doing anything really to take care of themselves. And the few women that you know, went and got their hair done regularly or did their nails or wore nice clothes were really seen as frivolous, as not spending their time on the things that were important. And that messaging has seeped so deep into my bones, right? Like very, very deep into my bones. And I know that my religion was extreme and I know the things I experienced in my religion were extreme, but I also know that this pervasive viewpoint on women's role in society is not just contained to the religion I was in. I know lots of religions have these viewpoints on women and women's role. Women should be in the home. Women should be rearing children. Women are subject to their husbands. Men are head of the household. Um, just as Christ is head of the church, right? We hear that stuff all of the time. So I know I'm not alone in this. And I think this is the root of our self-care issue and why self-care and self-love is so hard for so many of us as women or those that identify as women or, um, you know, transgender, anybody who your identity isn't necessarily the quote unquote patriarchal norm, right? Like that that man that is head of the household type of thing. And we weren't taught that it was okay to prioritize our needs, to even recognize our needs, right? I mean, as a little girl sitting there um, in two hours of Bible study, you know, every Sunday we sit for two hours, every Tuesday we'd sit for two hours, and every Thursday was one hour. Like our as a young girl, you had to sit quietly as a child for two hours. There, It wasn't the type of church that had like the children's room where the children's got, children got to sing songs and play games and, you know, do their little Sunday school fun stuff. No, 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 no. Children had to sit next to their parents and had to sit quietly for two hours. And so uh, your needs as a child are not met. And oh my goodness, if you had to get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of a service, like, are you kidding? Oh, people would look at you like, you shouldn't need to do that. We had breaks and that's when you go to the bathroom. So your needs are not met. It's not important. And that is, it's in my, my DNA. It's in my upbringing from the time I was an infant, right? And so to this day, here I am. I mean, <laughs> next week, I'm turning 49 years old and I'm finally realizing this about myself, about why I am having such a hard time prioritizing 
my self-care, if it's prioritizing my exercise, prioritizing stupid things like getting my nails done or getting a facial or a massage or taking the time to read a book or saying, you know what, I am tired today. I am going to lay in bed for some extra time because I'm exhausted or saying I'm tired today. I don't feel like talking or interacting or engaging. I'm going to sit with my cup of hot tea and just be quiet for a couple hours. Like those are all things that we absolutely have the right to do, but are so hard to proclaim and to, to do. So this brings me to to you. I want to hear if self-care is hard for you. And if it is, why? Why do you think it is? Would you agree with my theory that it's this patriarchal belief that women are, you know, that our needs are not important? And I'm going to spend 2023 really being aware of what my needs are. If I need to go to the bathroom, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to hold it and wait and try to be polite. If I'm thirsty, I'm going to get a drink. If I'm tired, I'm going to go to sleep. I have gotten good if I'm at somebody's house, I'm at a party, I'm at wherever, and I get overwhelmed because I'm highly sensitive and I get sensory overload really easy. And so if I get that sensory overload, I do say I need to leave and I leave, which I'm really thankful for because I used to stay and just be utterly miserable. But I'm going to spend 2023 really prioritizing my self-care. I'm also digging deeper into these topics in the podcast that I think are really my underlying needs, my underlying, you might even, I don't know, traumas or, or things that have been submerged inside myself. I know there is an activist inside me. But the religion I was raised in, we could not be political at all. We couldn't even care about, quote unquote, worldly things. We weren't supposed to follow politics. We weren't supposed to care about politics. We weren't supposed to align ourselves with any political, you know, no governmental anything. We couldn't work for the government, right? And even when I went on to teach... We weren't allowed to have things on our cars that showed our political alliance, even though teachers tend to be pretty democratic and teachers unions are pretty democratic. um, We weren't allowed to have things on our cars that said we aligned with any any political party. We couldn't wear shirts, you know, that that said to vote for so and so. We even on our social media couldn't be very. you know, in your face about our politics. And so I've spent my entire life not being able to speak out about the things that I believe in. And many of the things that I believe in were against my religion, right? Like I I believe in equality for everyone, no matter your gender, who you love. Like I believe equality in marriage, equality in the genders and the races and the religions, and not only equality, but equity and taking away barriers. And I believe strongly in that. I believe strongly in in reproductive rights and people being able to make their own choices about their own body. And I was never allowed to have that. In fact, Oh, anti-abortion was so drilled into my head 
I was a high school student that I would write reports and give speeches on anti-abortion. I was so anti-abortion growing up, but I really wasn't. I just didn't realize it. Not until I became an adult and started realizing the implications of what would happen when people don't have a choice and realizing that the rhetoric that I had been just fed about abortion was just so insane. So I spent my adult life learning about that and re-educating myself about that. So for 2023, the I'm going to continue the season three, raise your volume, that focus on raising your volume. But I'm really digging in to finding people that are activists. I want political activists. I want people that are shaking things up in politics. I want people that are shaking things up in um, women's rights and advocacy. I want advocates. I want um, activists. I want people that are getting into jobs that were traditionally men, scientists and mathematicians. I want women that are breaking barriers and smashing glass ceilings. I really want to learn from these people and be inspired by these people and dig in to what they are doing and the way they are changing the world for our young women to come. I'm really excited about the guests I've been reaching out to. I'm passionate about becoming much more politically active um, there's a political activist inside me. <laughs> there has been for a very long time. My upbringing and my then 20 years in, in public education has kept that political activist pretty quiet. But I am passionate about a lot of issues, a lot of social issues, and I'm going to start getting a lot more vociferous about it. <laughs> There's my million dollar word. I'm getting more vocal. I am I'm I'm gonna take a stand for the things that I believe in and start speaking out. Uh the religion I was raised in, I wasn't allowed to march. I wasn't allowed to go to rallies. I wasn't allowed to have a political opinion. But but I'm a I'm a 48, almost 49-year-old woman that has been out of that religion for 29 years almost. And I'm able to have an opinion and I'm able to speak out and I'm able to raise my volume and I am. I'm also getting involved in projects that help me to amplify other women's voices so that we get more of these stories out there. And I'm actively looking for people that are making a difference and getting different perspectives and different stories told. So that's the direction that the podcast is going on in 2023. I am fascinated to hear from you. What are the topics you want to hear about? What are the social issues, particularly when it comes to women's issues and people that identify as women, people that are birthing people, um, trans people, uh, I'm just, I'm very interested in how does patriarchy affect you? What are the things that you are concerned with? What are the ways you wish the world would be improved for your daughters? I love looking into health issues. I live in the United States and our health care system, specifically our health insurance system, 
is atrocious and and it's not okay. It's not okay that somebody that has worked for a company for years and years and years will lose their job and lose their health insurance at the same time. Perhaps she's a single mom and this is the way her kids get insurance and now she's lost insurance for herself and her children. Um, not okay. Not okay. And, you know, we have quote unquote protections in place where when people quit or lose their jobs or are fired, they can have what's called COBRA insurance, which allows them to have the same coverage. But oh my goodness, it's ridiculous. My COBRA health insurance, when I left my education job where I taught that job for 20 years, my insurance was just under $800 a month just for me. And if I wanted to cover my children as well, it was going to be closer to $2,000 a month for health insurance. It is insane. It is untenable. It is not okay that in our country, we have people that are uninsured and cannot get health insurance and where health insurance is so unattainable and so expensive. So these are issues I care about. These are issues I'm passionate about. I'm going to start speaking out a lot more. I'm going to be getting a lot more political, my friends. And if and if that's something you're interested in, then hang on for this fun, wild ride and and let me know what issues you're interested in so that I can bring on those guests. And and I'd love to have your voice heard. I, I have, if you look in the show notes, I have a um, website you can go to where you can leave me a voice message and tell me what it is that you care about. I'll play your message on the podcast. I really care about you. But if that's not what you're here for, if learning how to overcome the patriarchal learnings that keep you from taking care of yourself, if you aren't interested in hearing people that are making a difference um, on social issues and political issues, and if that's not what you're interested in, then, you know, um, this may not be the right place for you. And and I'm okay with that. There's there's 4 million podcasters out there, 4 million podcasts to choose from, and you will find the place that is right for you. I hope you'll stay. I really hope you'll stay. I love the community that this podcast has built, but this podcast is going to keep evolving as I evolve and change and learn and grow. And I hope you're here for it. I really do. And if you're staying here, if you're staying with me for the podcast, let me know. Like I said, click on the link in the show notes where you can leave me a message or send me a DM on Instagram. Let me know that you're here for it and let me know what it is that you want to hear. I'm ready to shake things up a bit and really celebrate the women and the non-binary and the trans people that are out there shaking things up and making a difference. I'm here for it. I am ready. So let me know. I want to hear from you. If you like this podcast, please share it with a friend. Make sure that you follow the podcast. Uh, there's a little, whatever podcast app you're listening to, there's a little follow button. Usually it's a little check mark or something like that. That way you get notified every time a new episode drops. And share the episode with a friend. Share the podcast link with a friend. That's the the best way for this podcast to grow. I'm, I'm just so thankful that you're here and that you're listening and that you are part of this community. So thank you. And remember... Raise the volume of your voice. I'm listening. <laughs>